Recording in progress. Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm on this Tuesday, the 27th of February, 2024. Okay. So we in case you didn't know, we have a leap year this year. How cool is that? But I just have to write something down that popped into my head. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just writing a note. Okay. Anywho. So my question is, if you celebrate, okay, so let's just say you're born on the 28th, right? Um, actually, no, you're born on leap year, the 29th. When the hell would you celebrate your birthday? Would you celebrate the 28th or would you celebrate it March 1st? Like for me, if I was born on the 29th, I would celebrate it on the 1st. You know, fresh new month, not waiting the whole, you know, fresh new month. I like uh, the 1st sounds better to me than the 28th, but whatever. I'm just curious to know what other people think about that. Anywho. So, um, anywho, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. So let's talk about hockey and the Rangers and how disappointed I am at them <laughs> for losing to a team who is not going to make the playoffs and who has nothing to play for but pride and kick their ass. Literally kick their ass. But before I talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets game, and now they have a rematch tomorrow. They have a rematch tomorrow at the Garden. Um, but before I get that, let's talk about a couple things. Let's talk about the Devils game. Okay. So they beat the Devils 5-1. to one. They demolished them. Good. Because the Devils are, see, here's my saying. Winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. The Devils are losers. Okay. They're focusing on winners. They're not focusing on them, their own um, championship mindset mentality. They're not changing their mentality. They are little dogs right now. And they're playing like little dogs. They're acting like little dogs. You can see how frustrated Jack Hughes is. Um, they're little dogs. Okay. With that said, um, the, Matt, the Matt Remps hit on, how do you say his name? I don't even know how to say his name. Number 14 on the Devils. We'll just put it that way. Because I don't really care about, I don't really care what his name is. Best Tarnan? Best Tarnan? Who knows? Whatever. But, okay. So, the guy is bent over. Not even paying fucking attention. Okay. In a vulnerable position. Matt comes and hits him at full force at 6'7". I think that's how tall he is. Someone else tweeted he's 6'9". Well, however tall he is, he's extremely tall and extremely big. So, and people go, well, the, well, the other guy he hit is 6'4". He's taller than him. Do you know how three inches makes a freaking difference? I will say this as a woman. Yes. I said what I said. Three inches makes a difference. Um, take that with what you will. But he hits him, and then he gets called for match penalty. That should have been a four-minute minor. That's it. Four-minute minor. Not even. Not even. Maybe they'd call, you know, a four-minute because it was blood. That's what I'm thinking. But they call a match based on the result, not on the hit. Because that hit was legal. I mean, where is he supposed to put his arm and his hand and his elbow? Uh, hello? Three inches of difference of height makes a difference. 
you know, and I, he didn't elbow him in the head. His shoulder, um, his shoulder and his tricep hit him in the head. I think more of Zeph's his tricep than anything else, like his arm, his muscle hit him in the head. But where is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? Where is his body supposed to go? That's, that reminds me of like Aaron Judge on the Yankees, like when umpires call him, like, you know, they strike him out because he's so freaking tall and like the strike zone doesn't match his height. So he gets called out a lot because of his height. Anywho, that's what I was thinking about that one. Then we have the Flyers game where, oh my God, the Flyers are in the playoffs. The Flyers are, they're coming. They're coming at full steam. Tortorella is an awesome coach, and I miss him on the Rangers. I, I just miss him. Um, but anywho, so Delora, did I always say his name? Delora fights Nicholas Delora fights Matt Ramsey. Okay, I'm gonna say this to Flyer fans. I know you're salty as shit, but Maddie won that fight. Fair and square. If you look at the video from the pregame skate, the warm-ups, um, Nicholas Delora's face is clean. There's no bruises on his face. There's no cuts on his face. If you look at the aftermath after the fight, his face is all fucked up. Okay? He's got a welt on his forehead. He's got cuts on his nose. He's got something under his eye. Maddie won that fight. Fair and square. Okay, Delora knew he was winning that fight, and that's why he knocked him to the ground and pulled the jersey over his head because he ran out of gas. Maddie could have probably won for another five freaking ass minutes. He he won that fight. Now he lost the fight against Olivier on the um, Blue Jackets. Fair and square, he lost that fight. But you're not going to win all every single fight. I'll get to that in a minute. But okay, so then, and then of course he scores his uh, first NHL goal, and he's so freaking excited on the bench, and he, oh my god, you can feel that like those vibes, and you can see the dynamics he brings to this team, and the change of pace he brings to this team, and what the team needs. This team is not going to win without being physical, and he brings physicality to this team. He brings a different dynamic. If the after um, the post game, you heard Igor say, "If if there's anything we have, if anybody comes after us, we just got to send Maddie out there and he'll kill him." So you know this team loves having this dude around, and I've been preaching on this podcast for over a month to have this guy come up, and you saw that in the Blue Jackets game as well. How Goody and Estram and Adam and and Maddie and Goody all they all. There's chemistry brewing on that fourth line. There is chemistry brewing on that line. So the the lines that have the chemistry right now are line number two with Panarin, Trochek, and Laffey. Line three is not that bad either. Okay, I have to just, like, say, I mean, the line three is not too shabby either. And then line four. I mean, Akali and, and Brodinsky, I think those two have good chemistry. Um, Cooley and um, Kali. Oh, my God. I need more coffee. Cooley and Brodinsky have good chemistry. And I'm so happy for Brodinsky to get his contract. It's so well-earned and deserved. And so all you naysayers out there, shut up. 
shut up. He deserves to be here. He is playing his ass off. And I'm going to tell you this. He does what Mika and Panarin and Foxy and, and uh, Mika don't do. He drives to the net. He takes that puck and drive to the net. Clap, clap. My cheer. Remember that one from last year? Take the puck and drive to the net. He does that. He gets garbage goals. I mean, Kako's okay on that line. I, I can't say he's not. But he's, he's, to me, right now, that line is pretty much Cooley and, and, and Johnny. They have that chemistry brewing. Um, and Kako's okay on that line. The first line is like the missing line in action. Again, you see the difference. So I'm going to say this again. Where the hell is Brennan Osman? Bring the dude back up here. I'm sorry to Jimmy v- VC for saying this, but then sit him out. Get him out. Let him sit. He's got teeth issues anyway and mouth problems anyway. Let him sit. Um, okay. Have Brendan Othman be the right wing on the first line with Mika and Crides. Brendan is going to bring speed. Brendan's going to bring awareness. Brendan is going to bring offensive scoring because that's what he's been doing in Hartford. That's what he brings there. Can you imagine what he's going to bring with Mika and Crides? They need him right now. I mean, I know I said last podcast that they were clicking and they are clicking, but to continue to have Mika and Crides click, they need that guy on that right wing to help. And I think Brendan Othman is going to do that. I think you got to bring him up here. You got to let him play. Let him play. Let him, let him, let's see what we got there on that first line. Because, again, I do not want to trade first-round draft pick, second-round draft pick for Frankie Ferranto. Verano. Frankie V. I don't want Frankie V back. I wanted them to resign him, and they didn't resign him. Why do we have to go? What is this, Tyler Mott Part Three? Seriously, I I don't understand why you fans want to trade and trade assets for a player. He's got one more year on his deal. Okay, that's good. He's not a rental, but we didn't resign him. There's a reason. You really think that Frankie V is going to be better than Brendan Hoffman on that first line? You're crazy. And then Henrik. Henrik. Now, Henrik, however we say it, for center on, on uh, Anaheim, you all want to trade for him. So my question is, who's, who are you going to trade? What are you going to do? We're not trading. Are we going to trade young guys from, our, from Hartford? that we could possibly use next year. Um, Unless the trading chips are Miller and Kako, then you're going to need to bring up Robinson. 
because then jo- Jones, Zach Jones deserves a chance to play on defense anyway. And I also think they have to switch up Miller and Truba. I've been saying that since day one. Miller and Truba suck together. Truba is slow. Miller is slow. And I'm going to get on Miller in a minute. I think Miller with Schneids and Gus with Truba is how it should be. I think Gus needs to be with Truba. I think Miller needs to be with Schneider. Um, keep Foxy and Lindy together. Because now we're going to go into the Columbus Blue Jackets game, right? They, as we call in the business world, we say no call, no show. Because that was, that was them yesterday. That was them. That was them, the, excuse me, the other day. Maybe I should sit coffee. That was them the other day. No call, no show. Foxy was half asleep in the first period. Miller was so slow getting back on the third goal. He, he allowed that third goal to happen, take place. He allowed that goal to happen because he stopped. He was, he was going back. It was like a two-on-one. He was going back, and he slowed the fuck down. Why are you slowing down, Miller? Go at full speed. You're the defenseman. Help out quick. Don't slow down. Keep going at your full speed. And someone brought this up, and I'm going to mention this here. Why doesn't Miller hit? He has such good size to hit. He hardly ever hits anybody. What are you, like Jack Hughes, afraid of hitting people? Come on. Hit him. And hit him hard. You can do it. Come on. You got this. Let's go. Hit him. And then Truba. Three mistakes he made against the Blue Jackets. Now, I don't even bother listening to his post-game speech because it's all bullshit when he says. But I'm going to say this. He's the captain. And here's my problem. Here's my problem with Jacob Truba. Hello, Jacob. Problem. Um, Well, besides the podcast shit. But I'm going to say this on the team stuff. You're the captain. You're supposed to lead by example. If you make a mistake out there, I don't want to hear, well, the team didn't show up today and we were very slow and and the team didn't you know, didn't step up their game. And no, it's not the team's fault when you make a mistake. It's your mistake. Admit it. Say, you know what? I, I was on, on that first goal that they scored. I was in the wrong position. You know, it was my fault. And I, and I told Quick I was sorry. On the other, and then I took two penalties when I shouldn't have taken the penalties. And I just, I just didn't have, I just didn't step it up tonight. It was me. That's what we want to hear. I want to hear that. You are the captain. See, it all falls on you first to set the example and take accountability for your mistakes. Of course, Foxy doesn't, I heard some of what Foxy said, and he doesn't take accountability for anything he does anyway. Why? Because Truba doesn't take accountability, so why should Foxy? You make a mistake out there, and the post game, you fucked up. I'm, I fucked up. I'm sorry I fucked up. I, I have to be better. I have to be better. Not the team has to be better. I have to be better. Very crazy, right? But anyhow, like imagine that. Imagine that shit. So as we talk about the trade, and you talk about trades, I'm going to say this again. Chris Drury does not have to make a trade 
just to make a trade to make you fans happy. I think that's like stupid. Um, and I posted on Twitter so far his resume. The only good things that Chris Drury has done was he signed Trocheck, he signed Quick. He drafted three great players. Right? He drafted three great players. Perel, Gabe, Brandon, and Drew. Um, everything else he's done has, has sucked. I mean, totally. Last year, he had to bring in Kane in here, who was injured. He did bring in Tarasenko, but then he didn't resign him. And he had chemistry, totally 100% chemistry, with Panarin. Didn't bring him in here. Okay. He's traded our second best forward on the team. That would be Booch. For a fourth liner and a second rounder. Traded a third for Ryan Reeves, overpaid him, and then flipped him for a fifth, okay? Gave Nemeth, who is now out of the NHL, three years at 2.5 and a wasted and wasted a second rounder a year later to dump his contract. He traded for flashy big names in 2023. This past year, he signed Nicky Boy, Picklick, and Wheeler. Wheeler, they're all gone. Willer only to injury, but Willer didn't really work out that well here anyway. And I know the team loves him, and that's great that you love him, but he didn't do shit for you. He didn't do shit for you. He's slow. He should retire after this year. He's done. You can tell he's done. Um... But seriously, anyhow, oh, this is another thing that fans are bringing up that pisses me off. So everybody is blaming the fact that Mika is not doing well this year because he had a baby. Well, he didn't have the baby. His wife did. Have, his wife had the baby because um, he's slow and he's not thinking and he should have. He passed way too many times in the Columbus Blue Jackets game to Kreider when he should have shot the puck. That's mentality. That's his mentality right there. See, his mentality is always that he doesn't want to be selfish. Be selfish. I've said this numerous times. I have to answer the stupid tweet. Um, <laughs> he lives with her. God almighty. He lives with his wife. <laughs> he just knows how to tune things out. Um. Anyway, doom, doom, boom, 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 boom. Um, what was I going to say now? I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. I hate when I do that. Okay. Because we're talking about babies. So, like, you know, well, Igor had his first kid. Um, you know, Mika's had his first kid. Jacob has now had a kid. Barclay has had a kid. They're all babies. By the way, I mean, Igor is a little older. I think Igor is like a year old now. Over a year old. Um, Mika's, I think, is only four or five months old. Barclay's is what? Three months old? Just about three months old. And Jacob's is like about a month old. Okay. 
Anywho, what was I going to say? Now, so can we stop blaming their performance on them having kids? Their kids have nothing to do with their performance. Yes, babies change the dynamic of your life. Totally, it's, a, it's turned upside down. I've seen it. I've been a nanny. I know how it is. I babysat kids. I was a teacher. I know how kids, I'm a coach. I know how kids change things. But, big but. And this goes to having the championship mindset. You have to learn how to focus your energy and tune out things like having a kid in the household in order to be successful. If you can't tune out negative, if you can't tune out, like, for example, the noise, then you have a problem. That's part of having the, the big dog mentality. That's the part of having the championship mindset. That's what I preach, right? The championship mindset. And it's all about doing mental exercises for yourself in order for you to train your brain to, to be on a certain vibration. It, that's all it is. Like I can tune like noise out easily. I can tune everything out. It's so easy for me to tune things out because I've been surrounded by kids for so long. I can tune all of them out. It's just like, you know, someone goes like someone posted like in this Facebook group, like this mother posted about like her two-year-old having a tantrum. And my advice on tantrums is easy. Ignore that shit. See, parents don't know how to ignore things anymore. They all, they do the same shit. They yell at their kid. Shut up. Stop talking. Why are you crying? No, you're not getting that. And they just keep going. You know, sit down. Don't do that. You know, stop it. When you keep doing that and yelling at your kid, you are doing what we call in the professional world of education, negative reinforcing. You're reinforcing the negative behavior because you're giving them attention. So the best thing to do is ignore when they have a tantrum. You can say to them, stop it, but only once. If you keep telling them, stop it, what are you doing? You're going to get in trouble. That's it. One more strike and you're done. No, just ignore that. Unless they're hurting themselves, you or somebody else. The best time, the best thing to do is to tune them out. And so many parents can't tune their kids out. They can't. I can. I can tune anything out. I can tune anybody out. I can tune anything out because I have that mindset to do so. So maybe Mika and now Jacob, because his baby will get a little older and start causing a little bit more trouble. Um, Maybe that's what they need to do. Maybe, you know, Igor is definitely in his zone. Igor is set in his zone. Igor is fine right now. He's in his zone. He's doing well. He's 5-0 and in the last games, five games that he's played. So we're good. He's learned how to tune out noise. He's learned how to focus. And he's learned how to regain his focus when you lose your focus, which everybody loses focus. We're all human. We're all going to lose focus from time to time. It's about regaining your focus. And that's the championship mindset's about, is taking it and focusing. Remember, in order to have big dog mentality, you need 10 different things. One is commitment. 
another is discipline, another is consistency, another is having faith, another is, is showing heart, another is taking your failures and turning them into wins, but looking at your failures and recognizing that you failed, accountability, accounting on your failures, and then making them and turning them into positives. So far, we haven't seen that with this team. That's why I keep saying they don't have the championship mindset. And if you really want to be honest, which I will be, on this 10, on the 10 game win streak, they could have lost at least four of those games. At least four of those games they could have lost. So they got lucky that they won because they did, they don't, this team is not a championship caliber team based on their mindset. And you saw it against Columbia Blue Jackets. And even if they bring in Frankie V in here, he's not going to change the dynamics so much that's going to make them a championship caliber team. What's going to make this team a championship team is if, if Mika, Kreider, Foxy, get their acts together. And I'm putting it on those three players. Panarin's already done well enough. Hopefully he continues for the playoffs. Trocek's done all he, he has to do. You got Brodinski trying to get garbage goals. You got the fourth line now having chemistry because they brought off they brought up the two big dudes. So we have some physical play. Because in order to win the playoffs, you need speed and you need physical play. You also need everybody to be in position. They all should be going to the neutral zone at the same time. It shouldn't be two guys going through and then three guys just tagging along on the, on the, on the end. It shouldn't be that way. They need to play. They need to forecheck better. They need to back check better. They need to up their level. They need to level up. And they're not leveling up. Because, oh, according to Jacob, this is how we're identified. We're the comeback kids. You can't win if you're going to always have to come back. And they proved that on, on Sunday against a, 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 like a, an AHL team. That's what the Columbia Blue Jackets are. They're like, an, they're like a minor league team. Which you lost to. You can't always, you don't want to have that comeback mentality all the time. You want to have the big dog mentality to start the game off. You want to have the lead because when you have the lead, you play better and you play different when you have the lead than when you're always chasing after the lead. And somebody else mentioned on Twitter too, which is like true, dump and chase, dump and chase. And then their power play looked terrible again. We're going, we're reverting back to the things that we shouldn't be doing. And that's what they showed you on Sunday. They did all the things that they shouldn't do. Okay. And just the last thing on this team is Ryan Lindgren. I don't ever want to hear any slander against him that he doesn't deserve to be paid. Okay, that guy got almost a stick in his freaking eye, had the face, the full face shield, the bubble, okay, on his face for two games only. My God. Two games only. He's amazing. Okay. Had a had his blade of his skate fly the fuck off. And instead, he goes in front of the net and blocks a shot. Okay. I don't want to ever hear any slander any, ever again from any of you. Okay. 
because he shows part of that big dog mentality that I talk about. He has, he shows you the heart. He shows you the discipline. He shows you consistency. His play is pretty much consistent. He's a defensive-minded guy. I know. I, I preach it till the cows come home. He really should shoot the puck more because he's really good at it. He's really, he has a good wrist shot. Slap shot is okay. But he should shoot the puck more and create more chaos in front of the net. But he's always there for his goaltenders. He's always there. You always see him when Igor's trying to get the puck and trying to make saves and the puck is bouncing. Ryan is there. Same with Quick. Truba, not so much. Truba was out of position. Ryan's always in position. At least Truba and Ryan together are a great combo on the penalty kill. I will say that much. But anyhow. Okay. So there was something that I wanted to play for you on here. Where, where is the sound? Where is the sound bite? There, it literally is something. Okay, let's see if we can hear this. Hopefully, you guys can. Sit down, it's story time, and oh, baby. I work in professional sports. I have worked for two NHL teams on the payroll and I've worked for professional soccer teams. I've been involved in baseball, basketball, and football. And boy, howdy, I got some stories. There was one particular player and he was the star of his team and he was one of the best players in the league. He would give his phone after every road trip to the equipment manager and I would always ask why. Turns out that was his spare phone. That was his away phone. That was the phone he used while he was on the road away from his wife to communicate with girls to get them to come to the hotel in the road cities that the team was staying in. There was also this one time that a guy was dating three girls at once and invited them to his championship game and they all showed up at the after party and he was hoping that they weren't going to meet and they did. They're not all cheaters, but most are. Huh. How about that? <laughs> Something that I've known for so like such quite a while, um, especially like the culture that we see that is brought down from generation to generation. And I will go in it from generation to generation, being that there's a photo that I posted of Jack Drewy, who is Chris Drewy's nephew. With holding on to a cigarette while drinking. Okay. Don't tell me that there's no hockey culture that's passed from generation to generation. As we know, about 95% of the NHL feels about women. We know how they feel. Because they, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about sexual assault. They don't want to talk about how women are demeaned in the industry. They don't want to talk about what the players are doing with their other phones. They all know. They all know. And then, of course, you have Connor McDavid, who is getting married this summer. Um, let me see. And... 
first of all, my question to his fiance would be this. Why are you still getting married to him? When literally, literally, he has cheated on you. I want to see if I can find the post. I maybe not going to be able to find it right now. But I'm going to say there was a post that his his fiance Laura posted. And everybody like, you know, commented on it. The 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 weather the weather date. The wedding date was there. They dated for eight years, and there's a video that surfaced last year. No, 2022. Okay. And some girl goes, oh, well, no, you know, there's no, there's no proof. There's a video of him coming out of a bar with another girl other than his fiance. If you're dating someone for eight years, and you come out of a bar with somebody else, you're cheating on her. In case you didn't know. That's what's constituting cheating. Whether or not you have a ring on her finger or not doesn't matter. The point being is that she's marrying him still. She's living in denial. It's those girls I can't support. Because why the hell would you marry a man who physically cheated on you and there's video fucking proof? There's proof. And then another girl. All right. So then I have this. I have this. Oh, my God. Where is this? Hold on. I have this from somebody else who's used to be an ex-wife. Um, he, she's an ex-wife now of the NHL. The NHL is very small. and Everyone knows everyone. Everyone told you about him. I know for a fact this happened. He used to tell me how ugly and disgusting he thought Lauren was and how he couldn't believe she was his girlfriend. And I remember being in shock thinking, okay, she's gorgeous and maybe he's really, maybe he really loves her. No, now he is jealous of you and smiles in your face. You guys knew what he was doing and all looked the other way. Okay. And all looked the other way. So don't tell me that hockey doesn't have this culture of sexism, of um, monogamy, monistic activity. I'll put monistic activity. Um, No. Now, I'm not saying that every hockey player is this way because there's not they're not just like i'm not going to put all football players around this pool now i will say about 95 percent of football players are this way and i will probably say about 90 percent of hockey players are this way there are probably more hockey players who are not cheating on their wives and girlfriends than there are football players uh, but the idea, because now let me just tell you something. The reason that most athletes have second phones besides cheating, okay, 
is for their burner accounts for Twitter and their burner accounts for Instagram and their burner accounts for Facebook and all the different social media apps. That's where their burner accounts are stored, as I know this for a fact. That's where they're stored, on their second phone. They're not on their first phone. We saw, we saw a reporter do that, remember? Back, uh, back in the day, um, I forgot his name because he doesn't really mean anything to me. But there was a reporter that, uh, this was with the New York Jets. So he, he reported on football. I can't think of his name. And he played, he played, he wrote for the Daily News. Um, and then got fired. He had, he had a burner account on Twitter and accidentally tweeted out his article on the burner account and not his actual account first. And that's how everybody knew, everybody found out. And he was talking about um, Adam Gaze, you know, the terrible, the terrible coach on the Jets. Um, so don't, don't tell me this stuff doesn't happen. So within the Rangers organization, I know shit happens. I know stuff that they don't know I know. I, like I said, I was friendly with the guy who works in the PR department, okay? The guy, the girl in the PR department. Guy, girl, whatever, um, in the PR department. I will, and I tweeted out part of our conversation where I'm talking about loyalty, where I'm talking about not telling people things, where he's telling me where he's pointing out and telling me, okay, that this kind of stuff happens. And I will tweet that out. I will tweet that out later today. Because it happens. So if you don't think that like one athlete on a particular team, you know, whispers into the ear of some other dude and tells that dude, don't date that girl. Go after this girl. Be with this girl. Because we all, because they don't want to look bad amongst each other. If what, this is why I, I, I know, I love that Travis Kelsey is dating Keller Swift. He's not fucking afraid of being with a woman who's independent, who has built a name for herself, who has her own legacy, and who is more of a millionaire than he is. He's not afraid of that shit. He's a real man. The little boys in the locker room that hide behind the other guys because they're so fucking afraid of not settling for bare minimum. Bare minimum girls. That's what they settle for. That's what Lauren is. The girl who's marrying Connor McDavid. She's a basic minimum girl. She just wants the lifestyle and she doesn't probably give two shits that he cheated. And he's probably going to, he's probably continuing to cheat on her. Mostly guaranteed. I will give you 98%. And he's probably one of the guys that have two phones. So don't, don't at me when I start telling you that this stuff's real because of my beef with Jacob. Don't at me. No. I will tell you one thing with the Rangers that they do every single year. They bring baggage from last year into the new year. They do that every single year. And that's just like relationships. 
your new relationship is never going to go well if you're constantly bringing in old baggage from an old relationship into a new relationship. And even in business relationships, I see this shit. So I'll tell you a story. Okay. Oh my God, my coffee's cold now. Um, so I was a sub in this BNI networking group. Okay. And in this BNI, and for, for people that don't know what BNI is, BNI is a networking group where you have one person from each niche, each, you know, each niche or niche, whatever you want to call it, in each group. So you have one guy that does the landscaping, one guy that does the plumbing, one guy that does the financing and so forth, right? Okay. So this guy did his 10 minutes. So each guy gets, everybody gets to do once a year your 10 minute presentation to try to create more business in your, in your room. So this guy was the painter and he stood up and he did this great 10 minutes. I thought his 10 minutes was very good. He had, you know, handouts and he was talking about himself and he did a wonderful job. Then you have some freaking dude stand up and start spewing stuff about how he's still holding a grudge from the other painter that used to be in that room. Oh, you're much, you're much, you're becoming one of my favorite people and, and, the other guy in here wasn't as honest as you and the other guy in here wasn't as good as you and blah, blah, blah. Da, da. Why? But see, that's what people do. They bring all the grudges from their, from their life into new relationships instead of just acknowledging the fact that things went wrong. You have some negative things that happen. You have negative feelings. You're angry, you're sad, you're frustrated, whatever you are. Acknowledge your feelings and move the hell on. I don't need to know why you broke up with me. I don't need to have closure. I don't need to say goodbye. Like, and girls are this way. If you don't believe me, I'm in so many like chats on Facebook and the groups like, you know, are you dating this guy? Groups. Okay. I'm in groups. And these women, this is why dating is so bad. I will tell you why. Because these women believe other women when it comes time to experiences. Now, if a man is abusive, there's no way that anybody should date him. Whether he is abusive mentally, emotionally, or physically, no woman should date him, period. That I believe. That I think, yes, we're trying to protect each other on that. But let's just say, let me just say that if Tammy has a really bad, ex- bad experience with Chad, okay, and she, he's not abusive, just a bad experience with Chad, and I post... Oh my God, any tea on Chad. And everybody who's ever had any bad experiences with Chad comes forward. What are you going to do to my mind? You're going to poison my mind on Chad. That's what's happening. You're poisoning my mind on Chad by giving me all the negative stuff that happened. How you experience with what your experience with Chad is going to be 10 times different than my experience with Chad. Same goes for relationships in hockey with with players and their wives and their girlfriends. Same in football. Okay. Same. So someone's going to, so someone's going to tell Ryan, oh, Ryan, don't date her. She's bad news. And he, the guy who's telling Ryan that she's bad news may not even have had an experience with her but is already poisoning his mind, is already 
poisoning his mind. Or he could have had a really like bad experience with the girl. That's why I don't, I don't listen to people when people tell me, don't associate yourself with this guy. Don't be associated with her. Don't have a relationship with him. Don't, because you know what? The way that you handle those relationships and what happened in those relationships with you is not going to be the same experience that I'm going to have. I'm going to have a totally different experience with the same person that you had experience with. And in hockey, with this culture, you also have guys that are terrified. Terrified, insecure, jealous as shit. If I can't have her, no one can type shit. That's what I'm talking about. If I can't be with her, why should he get to be with her? You have that happening in locker rooms right now. Oh, no, no. How come he gets to date, you know, a superstar and I can't? Oh, oh, fuck this. Like, and then they get mad. So you also have that dynamic going on in locker rooms in, in the NHL. You have that dynamic. You have the other dynamic where it is acceptable to sexually assault women. It's acceptable to be sexist and not go, and literally, I will tell you, and literally not go on a woman's podcast, but it's okay for hockey players to go on men's podcasts. It's okay, because then the, the PR departments all ignore the women. They ignore women. Remember, women only make up 37% of the NHL as employees. 37%, that's very low. It's 2024, that number should be up to 50%. But you have Gary Bettman, who has two daughters, not even condemn sexual assault, not condemn sexual sexism, not condemn sexual harassment. He never condemns anything. But, in, but we're almost there, we're almost at March, where teams are gonna have their stupid fucking little Women's Empowerment Day. And they're going to wear their little jerseys and they're going to, oh, we care about women. No, they don't. No, they don't. So stop believing that these guys give a shit because they don't. And I'm not going to say all of them. I'm going to say most of them. Like I said, about 90% of hockey players don't give a shit about women. How they treat women, the women they date, the women they cheat on. They don't care. You have 10% that do care. I mean, I have some idea as to who they are. Uh, you know, but like I say, you know, actions speak louder than words. So don't judge someone based on someone else's review. Have your own review. That's why, like, I don't care. If you don't want to believe me that I think Truba is sexist, and so is the PR department, and so is the whole organization of the Rangers. I don't think all Ranger players are sexist, by the way. I think a couple of them actually do give a shit about women. And some of them are loyal to their wives. I will tell you. I don't think all of them are all loyal, but I will, think, I will tell you about half of those New York Ranger players in that room care about women, care about their wives, have never cheated on them. The other half is um, up, uh, that the jury's out. I won't tell you who, though. But 
if you don't want to believe me, that's fine. Don't believe me. Now, Jacob can do his brand, which is his name, a whole lot better if he just reached out to me personally and said, like, you know, I should have been better. I should have done better. But he doesn't because he's egomaniac. See, his ego does the talking for him. And that's how he is when he's the captain. You can see he never takes accountability for his own mistakes because he's an egomaniac. Egomaniacs don't take responsibility for themselves or accountability. The other members of the team, they take accountability. You, you've seen, I've heard Mika take accountability. I've heard Barclay take accountability. I've heard Ryan take accountability. I've heard um, Brodinski take accountability. I've heard some others, Kako, take accountability. I've heard Alexi Lafayette take accountability for himself um, and for how, and how they play out there. I've even Panarin changed his mindset and he takes accountability and Igor takes accountability and Quick takes accountability. Um, I never heard Foxy take accountability. I've never heard Chris Kreider take accountability. I've never heard Jacob Chuba take accountability. Um, Will Cooley's still young, so he's out of the mix. I have to, I'm not talking about him. Um, the jury's still out. I've never heard. Um, oh, wait, Miller has taken accountability. Um, Schneider, he takes accountability. I'm just trying to think who else does never takes accountability. There's, there's a couple other guys on this team that don't take accountability when they're interviewed, and you can tell. It's never them, it's everybody else. So what did we learn today, boys and girls? We learned two things. One, there is such a thing as hockey culture that is against women. Hockey culture that is very disrespectful. And there is a hockey culture where they only want, like, the, the particular woman that every guy has to date has to only be the same. Has to be the same. Because God forbid, one steps out of the mold. They all get upset. And you know what? That guy that steps out of the mold will be a hero because he will change that hockey culture. And the hockey guy that comes out and condemns sexual assault and condemns, you know, um, domestic abuse and comes out and says that's wrong and sexism is wrong, he will be a hero, especially in my eyes, because that takes guts. That takes a warrior to do that shit. Who's not afraid of his teammates to, you know, and doesn't listen to his teammates. Not afraid of, of changing the mold. See, it always takes, it takes one guy to do that. Because one, start, one guy starts doing that, then everybody else wants to do that. Because look at Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Perfect example. Perfect example. And that's, that's literally the story in a nutshell. Now, do I believe that Jim Ramsey had a second phone and was giving information? Um, yo, if he was giving information to Montreal, wouldn't Montreal have won by now? Wouldn't Montreal be better? I don't believe for a second he was giving information. I believe 
twofold. One, maybe the players were giving him their second phones and then he got caught having all these second phones. One, two, he's also the scapegoat for Patrick Kane because we all know Chris Drewy has an egomaniac problem as well. Hence why an egomaniac picks an egomaniac to be the captain of this team. <sighs> we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. And we shall see what, what unfolds. Uh, that, excuse me, that I was looking at something. Um, but I still believe that, Lin, that Lindgren should have been captain of this team. And he also has experience being captain because he was captain of the USA team, the junior team. He was captain of that team. And you can also see how Johnny Rodinsky, why he was named captain of the Hartford Wolfpack, because he has leadership skill. So again, I will, I will tweet out part of that conversation where we talk about loyalty because the unwritten code. Oh, oh, and before I go, yes, the unwritten code that every time Matt Rempe has to fight somebody else because they ask him to fight has to stop too. He needs to tell people to fuck off. Just go just tell him to fuck off. He can't fight every freaking game. That's ridiculous. And I know his first week, fine. His first week in the NHL, people want to fight him. Great. And he's good at it. But that's got to stop too. See, these, these little secret codes that all these hockey players have, all you're doing is bringing it into every single generation and not changing it and flipping the script for it to be better for everybody else for it to be better for everybody else. It takes one guy. It starts with one guy, and then, it's, then it starts with another guy, then another guy, then another guy. Who's going to have the guts to change it? Maybe it'll be Ryan Lindgren. I have faith in Ryan. Ryan, I have faith in you for lots of reasons, and I think you know the reasons. I think you're very smart, so I think you can pick up on that. Hint, hint, knock, knock. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe next, maybe Matt Rampey will be the next one to have and change the, the code on that. Yeah, sure. Fight in your first game. Great. Your first NHL game and you're a fighter. Great. But not every single game. He needs to tell people to fuck off. From here on out. Because he's hurting the team by sitting in the box for five minutes. And then he had to go into the locker room because he, he was wobbly. Which I don't know why he came back out. But he did come back out and he looked okay. So will the Rangers show up on Wednesday? We shall see. Will Chris Drew make a trade? Or will he be smart enough to know that he doesn't have to make a trade? We just got to get on the same page, y'all. That's what this team needs to do. Get on the same page. Before it's too late. It's already March. And your schedule is going to be tight. And your schedule is going to be rough. Get on the same page. See you all later at some point this week. Bye.